Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I'm going to explain to you what the podcast is all about. Uh, it's all about content, storytelling, great, great guests, valuable information. Uh, hopefully, uh, on these podcasts, especially today, you will get inspired. I guarantee today you're going to get inspired. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm Bruce Singer. I'm also the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs, which provides a fractional CFOs uh, to specifically and part-time CFOs and helps them raise money in the food and beverage uh the spirits community food and beverage community food tech ag tech that's a space that we play in and i'm really excited to have a tremendous guest today uh mark kohan and mark uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's a pleasure You're welcome yeah, it's a pleasure Great to see you. it's a pleasure i'm going to take a bit about mark um mark has received the order the order of ontario he's been to see it 90% of people who watch this podcast know Mark. He's been the commissioner of the CFL, uh, multiple board member. One of them was Cirque du Soleil Russia. Um, he's an active investor. Uh, and he started early on, he was telling me he was a former zookeeper in his days at you know, high school. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. And in 1990, he led an expedition in Siberia and the Canadian Arctic with students, which I told him, I would not go on that expedition because I don't like cold. I think it's awesome. He's had an incredible, just an incredibly diverse career. And early on started, he's passionate about sports and entertainment, a lot going on. So today we're really going to share Mark's story of inspiration. And I think it's awesome. And Mark, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on today's podcast. Much appreciated. You're more than welcome. And the best job of all those jobs was being the zookeeper at the time. I'm sure it was. I love animals. <laughs> I was 16 years old. I looked after polar bears, after orangutans. Wow. Uh, I wasn't allowed to work with the elephants. I wasn't, I wasn't trained with the elephants, but it was an amazing experience. <laughs> well, I think the elephants are still there. I don't know. Bob Barker, I think, took them away. I don't know. No, the elephants are no longer there, but there's a brand new, yeah. I worked with some of the orangutans. There's a brand new uh, orangutan facility that is wow. just opening up. That's uh, pretty remarkable. So that's incredible. I still love that place. <laughs> it's on. No, Thrones is amazing. Okay. So let's share your story because when you started out as a zookeeper, uh, fast forwarding, because uh, my my passion is currently, by the way, it's also entertainment, but currently it's food. So that that's when I cure us. Taking you've taken it forward with your whole your whole journey, and now you're into this food and wine and spirits, and really curious. So, what, just share. Let's share your story. And let's have a good chat today. Okay, I'll do it relatively quickly. Maybe it started off being a zookeeper. I had a passion for for wildlife ever since I was very young, and when I graduated from Northwestern University, um, rather than go into a job right away, I was going to be hired by. Um, some of the advertising firms in Chicago, where Northwestern is, I had this idea about leading an expedition in the Arctic in Siberia. It was right at the time when my father, who is George Kohan, well-known in the food industry, was opening McDonald's in Russia. So I organized this charity called Youth Challenge International that sends students on science and service expeditions around the world. Amazing three-month experience in the Arctic. When I came back from the Arctic, one of our family friends from Los Angeles became the deputy commissioner of Major League Baseball. Uh, and I was 23 years old. And this is how I got into sports. Steve Greenberg, iconic family of baseball. Uh, Hank Greenberg was his father, the famous Jewish first, baseball, uh, <laughs> first baseman uh, for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Um, and Steve said, Mark, you're a young guy. You just spent time in Russia. We're setting up a new company called Major League Baseball International to promote baseball around the world. Come work for me. 
And that was what got my career started in sports. After working four years for him, I then met David Stern when I was in Japan, the iconic commissioner of uh, the NBA. We were in a red carpet lounge at the uh, airport in Narita. And I went up to talk to him. And two months later, baseball went on strike. I called David Stern saying, hey, baseball's in trouble. Can I come work for you? And he eventually hired me as the head of international marketing. So I had this wonderful run working for David. I was very sad when he passed away a few years ago. Uh, he was one of my mentors. But eventually, I worked my way, way, way back to Canada and became the commissioner of the Canadian football. Um, uh, probably one of the highlights of my career because mm -hmm. it, I felt like I was doing something important for the country, um, but I knew I could make a difference. And in those eight years, I helped build about two and a half billion dollars in new stadiums. We got a new team back in Ottawa. I tripled the revenues for the teams coming out of the league office and really loved it. But when I decided to hang up my cleats in that role, I was 50 years old. I'm 57 now. Um, and I said, you know what? No more operating roles. I want to be much more entrepreneurial. So that sort of leads to where I am today. And I wear a lot of different hats. So uh, for seven years, I was the chairman of the Junos. So I was in the entertainment world. And it was, it was kind of like, say the Junos as the gray cup of the music industry every year we celebrated. So they got me involved with that. But um, I want to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. So I met these great uh, entrepreneurs who started Georgian Bay Spirit Co. They had launched this amazing new RTD called uh, Gin Smash. Uh, and I became their first investor, their partner, and I'm now their chair, their board. This year we'll sell, you know, getting close to a million cases in Canada. Uh, so tens of millions of cans. So it's doing well. Um, my brother and I are investors in an interesting Swedish company. Um, think of endurance athletes and the gels that they eat. Well, it upsets their stomach. So marathoners, uh, you know, cyclists, uh, triathletes. This is a new company out of Sweden that has created a, a, a more of a natural product uh, that is easy on the stomach of these elite athletes. And the company is going like this. So involved. It's called Morton's. Wow. Um, and that's what, very for interesting. Hydration? For hydration, you mean? Or yeah, just... for, yeah, hydration and energy. So interesting. I just, my brother, Craig, this is a crazy story. He just turned 60. And as part of it, he walked from London to Istanbul. He just took five months and walked 4,300 kilometers. Holy and I went smokes. and visited him. Yeah, I just finished a year ago. Uh, um, I visited him just outside of Boot. 80 kilometers in just over two days and i use the morton product it gives you this burst of energy uh but in a, in a much healthier way so involved with that and uh god there's so many other things uh cooking is another company i'm involved with food space uh but you know i've been fortunate because i've had great mentors in both my parents um and i'm kind of really enjoying my time right now you can see i'm up at my cottage uh, getting ready for the long weekend. And uh, I like having my hands in a lot of different pots. That's the way my, my brain works. I'm curious though, why? Because all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot going on in food now. Like you seem to really, excuse the word, we use the word pivoted. But if you look at the last few mm -hmm. years, like you really seem to be focused on, on, the, on the food space, food nutrition. Well, it's interesting. I would say this. So, you know, from the, the spirits and beverage into Morton's and some of the things I'm doing with the new company in Toronto called Cookin, um, 
I view these, you know, I've been a brand builder. So when I, I worked at the NBA, head of international marketing for the NBA, and this was the time when it was the dream team, just after the dream team, you know, the Michael Jordan era, the, the Kembe Mutombo. And I was working for yeah. you know, David Stern, who I think probably was one of the best marketers ever met. But my father, too, you know, just sitting around the dinner table, talking yeah. about McDonald's, talking about what he did to create a great Canadian company. Um, I learned a lot. Time. So Ahead of his time. I, yeah. 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 So when I when I look at opportunities, I really like consumer facing businesses. And I feel like when I got involved with Georgian Bay and these other companies, it's all about brand and positioning and how you uh, interface with your customers. So I think for me, that's why I've naturally gravitated more to consumer facing businesses. And it just happens to be right now uh, in in tech, you know, tech, food uh, and spirits. So it's been fun. Oh, wow. Uh, can we talk about cooking for a moment? Love talking. That is sure. one. Can you share what, what cooking does? That is one very, very exciting, very interesting model that, uh, and by the way, I play in food and food tech. And by the way, there's no food and food tech. It's all food, in my opinion. It's all the same. Right. So the way I met are, the, I yeah. met the, right. I met the hunters maybe about a year ago, both Toronto, uh, but great uh, Michael and, and Morley who founded the company. Um, you know, basically what they said, and I love the concept, you know, think of the democratization of food, you know, in terms of people delivering food to you. Um, and think of it this way. Think of what Uber was to the individual who owns a car. It puts that person in a business, make an income, become a small business. Think of what Airbnb to someone who owns a, an apartment or a house or a cottage, they can rent that out and make an income out of it. This is what cooking is. Cooking essentially looked at the model and said, there are, just in the Toronto area, there are thousands and thousands, thousands. of people who are cooking out of their homes right now and selling it uh, to their friends. Uh, during COVID, it was, it was rampant as well. So they created this platform that essentially enables cooks, whether your grandmother is an amazing, your Nona is an amazing cook and has, can make amazing you know, spaghetti and meatballs, or you're a line chef, or previously you're, you worked in a, in, a, in a restaurant, but the hours weren't difficult, you have kids now. This enables people to cook in their homes um, and then be on the cooking platform and the product gets delivered by uh, our, our, our partners at Uber Eats or DoorDash drivers. Yeah. Um, now, some people would say, hey, you know, uh, how do you look at the the health and safety? Well, they all have to get their health certificate, their food handling certificates. We do a virtual inspection, and we're now working with the government uh, to modify the legislation, the Ontario government wow. around the type of foods at home. So if you look at you look at there's you know it's you can do preservatives, you can do baked goods and that, um, but it's an interesting concept because it's already happening out there. We're sort of putting in place a system where the government can regulate it, can make taxes, uh, and put people like these these chefs, these cooks can get insurance properly now. They can do all these type of things uh, that they couldn't do before. So I think it's cutting edge. Um, and I think, you know, right now, if I, I'm getting the report from the CEOs in a couple of weeks, but I believe they've already served about 40,000 meals uh, to people around the Toronto area. Yeah, so uh, I think it's the future of of cooking. Now, the conversation you might say, you, my father might say, "Well, Mark, hey, 
does that compete with McDonald's? You know, that's where our family has had our success. And my father, you know, sits there and he says, hey, listen, uh, you can't eat a McDonald's every day. You can't eat French food every day. Um, and you just got to have a balance. So I look at this as another balance. And what I love about it is that we are enabling people to start their own businesses. We're creating jobs for the community. We're we're that's building incredible. the economy, and that's where I think that's where I think it's an interesting an interesting play, and that's why I got I got involved. Even one step further, the number one thing when it comes to food, what people want is taste. That's the number one yes. thing. It's not taste good; nobody's going to be it. But you look at Toronto as being a, a an incredibly multicultural city from a consumer's perspective. Foods of the world. I mean, think about it's amazing. Where, like I, where I, can you have? I, I don't know if there's any other country like Toronto in the world. There's probably others. I mean, but you think about it and home cooked meals. I mean, where do I sign up? <laughs> you're like, no, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. As a chair of Toronto global, we have over 200 languages spoken in Toronto. You know, 51% of the citizens of Toronto are, are foreign born. So born outside of Canada. And this web, this digital platform, so cooking right here, this is on my phone. If I look through all the different chefs, just sort of C-O-O-K-I-N. And so today there's Lebanese, there's, there's French, there's, there's Mexican, there is Indian. And these are all different. It is the, the taste of, it's the taste of the world and it's home cooked meals. And so I think it's done with a little bit more love. Um, every chef signs a personal note. So you get your bag with a personal note um, and then you can start following them on their own uh, social media accounts. So I think it's a, it's a great platform and I, it's really something I think we're just scratching the surface right now. Of the I think so. Cause that's a huge game changer because look, the hurdle is, is the food security, the food, um, yeah. the food safety, the food safety, I think is probably, if I'm on, you know, I would think that's probably the biggest hurdle, but you've, you addressed it and you're tackling it and you're dealing with it. And you're doing it. Yeah, and, and we are. I mean, there is, you know, there's issues. You know, chefs can't have a pet in the house. You know, we do virtual uh, inspection of their kitchen. Um, there's a lot of different things that they they have to go through. So, um, and they do it with such passion. I mean, that's what's Incredible. neat. You, you read the stories of each of these chefs. Um, you can leave reviews on the on on Incredible. on their accounts. So it's it's an exciting one. So I'm I. And it literally just launched in the last year. So I think we got a, 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 you know, an amazing road in front of us. And, you know, I've also didn't ask about the food. The packaging, too, has got to be another art, you know, like, like, yes, delivery to make so, it the packaging, how to make it appealing. Like, it's a lot of, I suspect there's a lot of training that goes, oh, training is the right word, but getting everybody aligned, all the chefs aligned, that is, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if I, if, you know, I look at these, I'm on the advisory board, uh, so not in the day-to-day -day operations, but they create beautiful packaging. So um, essentially all the home chefs can order their packaging for the week. So they have it all set, you know, branded with cooking, uh, the nice card that they sign. Um, and one of the things we're looking at is, as we have more chefs, I think there's about 200 chefs on right now, cooks online right now, um, as it expands more is trying to create buying power for those chefs as well. You know, so can we collectively get together and help them source ingredients, um, at, at good prices for them? So that's another thing as this scales, it creates a new opportunity for them as well, as opposed to the individual. 
So let me ask you another question, because a lot of the people that will listen, they're going to be entrepreneurs, mostly they'll be food entrepreneurs listening, or food investors, that's a space, that's a space that my audience. Um, is there any learnings that you'd want to, words of words of wisdom, or learning, because you've been, you've been around, like, there's no, you, you've seen a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean? But is there any anything that you can share with an entrepreneur in the current environment or going forward that, that you'd like to share? That would be a really good. So my fa- my my father um, uh, uses a quote from former President Calvin Coolidge. It's uh, I won't give the whole quote, but it's basically uh, persistence is omnipotent. So uh, and that's the one little line of this long quote from from the former president. Um, and to me, what that means is there's no there's very few rocket ships. You know, it takes time. Even when my father was building McDonald's in the late 60s and 70s, you know, he tells the story they were losing money. They, they switched, they flipped the dial when they did this promotion for a five cent hamburger. Then it brought a whole bunch of people in. And then after that, they started to, to make money and really build an audience. When I think about Georgian Bay, the spirits company, it takes a long road to build up to a million cases. When I look at cooking and the team there, um, they're, they've served tens of thousands of meals already, but it takes time. So as an entrepreneur, you can get down, but it's a long journey. And if you believe you're passionate about it, you got to get through the hard times. Uh, uh, every business I've been in has had challenges. And I think you got to think that. Hey, you're, you can't here. I'm going to put in a hundred bucks and you know, in a year it's going to be worth a million. It, it, it takes a lot of hard work and passion. And that's what you have to bring to these entrepreneurial opportunities. Especially if I could add to that, I was at a, um, I was at a very interesting, you just, you just went to collision. I was at another event the last couple of days and they talked about, especially on the investment side, like, like don't go into an investment meeting and tell investors, you got the next super duper hamburger or the next, you know, yeah. like the passion cell, like the over, like, yeah. no, you go, this is, this is a, and they kept repeating. This is a long-term play. Long-term. You got to be in it for, that's what, that's what people, long-term. You got it. What are you doing long-term? What are the milestones you're hitting long-term? And they kept repeating the message that, that resonated. And it's funny how it matches up. You know what I mean? And, and what are and what are the trend what are the trends that happen and what are the cultural shifts that can happen? So yeah. even if I think about the space we're in in Georgian Bay, you know, uh, my partners launched with gins. Well, they had the gin first. They had gin smash. Gin smash was this iconic hit in Ontario. People were going all over the LCBO trying to find it. Uh, but then, if several years later, you know, White Claw came out and the and the uh, the seltzer space group you know, blew up and, and exploded. We're still growing. We'll probably be up 17, 18% this year, but you know, there are going to be, you, you, you think you're going this way. You might have to make a pivot that way. You know, I don't, awesome. I think there are twists and turns in every company. Um, and you got to be prepared for that. My, I'm actually thinking of doing my own podcast, just like you. Um, wow. And it is about all those twists and turns. Like my career has not been linear. Um, oh, companies not. often aren't aren't linear, uh, and, and uh, that's what you have to think about. You got to it's how you react to those moments that are that are important. And the emotional side, because I felt like, hey, some days I have the biggest case of imposter syndrome. 
That is on the planet. <laughs> if people knew what I was really like, <laughs> man, it, it, there's right. a real game that goes on here because we have bad days. Like, you know, there, there's the emotional side. Everyone has bad days. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. It, and, and to, you know, it can be brutal sometimes. I'm yeah. fortunate. It is like I'm fortunate that I have a place outside the city, but this is my happy place. So I was up early this morning, doing a little bit of work, went for a swim in the lake, and it clears awesome. my mind. But you got to find those moments. I actually Definitely. think, and this is as as our cities as we get more densification, as we get more urban, you know, the the gravitation of the outdoors are going to be more and more important for people. Researching stuff. So I think you know, so whether it's natural foods, healthy foods, time in the outdoors. These are all things that are going to be critical as you try and clear your head and be happy 100%, as well. 100%. It's all part of the whole health and wellness. 100%. So before we end, we ended the podcast very shortly because I mentioned it's 20, 25 minutes. We're, we had a great conversation. What's next? What's next for Mark? Like, is it food <laughs> now? It, it, entrepreneur? What? You don't have to share, by the way, if you know people. Though. Here, what, what's... Because you're still a young guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a few years yeah. old. <laughs> Honestly, uh, what's know, next for one, Mark? The one... The one fun thing for me is I don't know. Like, honestly, I, oh, I don't awesome. know. I kind of, you know, I'm looking, I, I'm, you know, I've, I'm looking, I've been talking about it with some of my friends uh, and some of my, I have a massive network about doing my own podcast. Uh, it's called Tell Me the Twist with Mark Cohan. I haven't launched it yet, but it's the idea that um, people think you have to have this linear lifestyle. You got to go from here to here to here. And it's not that way. I mean, that. there's so many interesting stories you've seen in my, I've taken twists and turns. I, start off in sports. I have stuff in food. I've been in entertainment. I've been in government relations. So a lot of uh, different wow. things. That's one thing, but you know, I will probably continue to um, help the companies I'm involved with. We look for a new other, a few other businesses uh, and see where it goes. But I'll tell you right now, my daughter uh, just, just finished grade 11. She got one more year um, in high Muzzle school. And then, and then my wife and I are, woo, it's party time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. By the way, your investment company, Invest in the Swedish Company, is that a vehicle for other investments too? Or are you going to be doing other things too in that? I'm just curious. That, that's just, that's who just knows? personal. My brother and I did it personally. We're like, we, don't have a, uh, wow. we haven't set up a, a private bank or a venture fund or anything like that. We, if, there, if an opportunity comes up, we look at it. Bring it. That's something to bring to Canada. I mean, look at... I mean, that's, oh, Morton's is here, actually. I mean, like, you can go to the running room. You know, a no, lot but, of the places that is yeah. here. The, so the product is here. It's not their focus. They've been in Europe. Their big push is going to be the United States. But they, they sell some of their products in a few key retailers in, in, in hey, Canada. Now. All, you need, all you need is a deal with the National Football League. To to yeah, all you need is a deal there to make it the official whatever they call it. I'm not, That's your space, not mine. <laughs> But now you got food well, and sports combining. Think about it. You're combining all these genres. All you need to do is look at a company called, uh, what's it called? Uh, BioSteel. They have a deal with, um, yeah, BioSteel. you know, I mean, all you need is a deal with one of those, uh, maybe one of those, one of the, and before you know it, that stock just explodes. And uh, we'll yeah. be back in the podcast telling that story. Anyways. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> Mark, this has been fabulous. I really appreciate you coming on. And Vera, I, I get inspired just listening to you. And I think it's awesome. Thank you. Everybody, thank you, Mark. All right. Have a great have a great day, everybody. We'll get you next time. Take care. Bye bye.